are back with another edition of the CIAC Cast. Thank you once again and as always for joining us for a little conversation about the world of high school sports in the state of Connecticut. We've done it. Three straight episodes where I've managed to stick to my every other week posting schedule. This might be a, uh, a record-breaking streak that I've found myself on right now, but uh, we're very excited to continue to try and bring you some good guests and some good conversation about the world of high school sports in the state of Connecticut. As always, uh, if you're checking us out, be sure to uh, subscribe to the CIAC cast. You can find us on iTunes. You can rate and leave us a review there. We're also on Stitcher and on Google Play is where you can find episodes of the CIAC cast as well as at CIACsports.com and on your mobile device, CIAC Mobile. Those are good resources to find latest editions of the CIAC cast. I'm Joel Cookson. Very happy you're joining us again. Uh, we are, as I mentioned, back for uh, a third episode, uh, sticking with my every other week posting schedule. But, however, a little bit of a shorter edition this time. Uh, some scheduling things came up. We have uh, just one, well, I'll call them one guest. It's a, a duo that we interviewed, uh, the gentleman from the Just for Kicks podcast from Game Time CT. You know them as Scott Erickson and Joe Morelli. So they joined us. We had an g- excellent conversation, going to have an excellent conversation on the world of uh, high school soccer in Connecticut. So uh, I think we've covered... We're still looking for a good field hockey guest and, and maybe some swimming conversation. But I think other than that, we've covered uh, the fall sports thus far on the CIC cast at least a little bit. So trying to uh, to be an equal opportunity podcast here and make sure we get uh, as much of the sports covered as we can. So look forward to that conversation with Joe and Scott. They are very knowledgeable, really trying to do a good job. To uh, they're, they're based sort of in the New Haven County and Fairfield County areas, but really trying to keep tabs on uh, soccer across the state of Connecticut. So uh, looking forward to that conversation with those gentlemen. Before we get to that, uh, we want to uh, quickly, as we usually do, remind you of things you can uh, check out at CICsports.com. We've got another uh, blog post from our friends at Encourage, uh, which we hope you'll check out. It's a, it's a partner that we've found uh, who's really trying to work hard and providing a lot of great resources for schools and parents and, and athletes uh, to try and help improve the culture around high school sports. So uh, be sure to check that out. Also have a, a story on there about some of the contact limitations that were in place for football uh, beginning this fall and, and the impact and the collaboration that went into uh, to those decisions. So hope you'll check that out as well. Uh, some information about how you can follow uh, the best way to get uh, schedule changes updates. Uh, we've had a little bit of a tweak to our system uh, now this year, so you're going to want to follow your favorites team or school on Arbiter Live, and there's information at CIC Sports and one of the main stories about that as well. And uh, So that's uh, just a few things at CICsports.com. Of course, always encourage you to check out our various social media feeds uh, on Instagram and Twitter. We are at CIAC Sports. Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. And on YouTube, you have to search for CAS-CIAC, CAS-CIAC. Uh, if you search on YouTube, we'll, uh, we'll be able to find a great channel there. We put up a video this week uh, detailing the Rod Dixon's Kid Marathon program, which is a great uh, great initiative there as well. So hope you'll check uh, all of those out. You can find links to all of those, of course, at CIACsports.com as well. And, uh, yeah, lots of great ways to find uh, CIAC content, high school sports content around the state of Connecticut. The fall season, uh, we've, we've turned to October. The weather's starting to cool off a little bit. We can start uh, seeing those, uh, those fall championships maybe slowly approaching here as, the, as we move our way through October. 
Uh, Cross Country, of course, will kick us off. And uh, be sure to check out Tournament Central, uh, the sub page of CICsports.com. That's got all of your tournament-specific information uh, there as well. So keep an eye out for all that good stuff. We hope you check all of it out. Uh, and so let's get into our conversation. Let's talk a little high school soccer, of course, though. First, we always bring you a message from our friend at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. Uh, they like to tell us that uh, drunk driving continues to take a terrible toll on the nation, claiming more than 10,000 lives each year. In 2011 alone, there were 9,878 fatalities on America's highways in which drunk drivers or motorcycle riders were involved. That works out to about an average of one fatality every 53 minutes. Athletes, fans, and families, please always de designate a sober driver to stay safe on the road. Important message from our partners at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. And as always, also, please don't drive distracted. Uh, keep your phone parked away when you are behind the wheel. Those are the messages we like to share from the Connecticut Department of Transportation. With all that business taken care of and out of the way, let's get to our conversation. We, we, we talk a lot to uh, Scott Erickson and Joe Morelli, two of our most frequent guests on the CIC cast. They've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of insight, a lot of cover a lot of games, and uh, really have a lot of experience covering soccer. So let's uh, get on the phone with them, hear what's going on in the world of high school soccer in Connecticut this fall. The fans have been clamoring for the Just for Kicks uh, CIAC cast crossover podcast, so we come to you once again here in the fall season. I'm joined by Scott Erickson and Joe Morelli of Game Time CT and the Stanford Advocate and the New Haven Register, respectively. Gentlemen, thanks as always for being with me. Oh, my, our pleasure. Thank you, Joe. We're yeah. uh, we we're, we've covered the, the a lot. The fans of, were clamoring. I hear they were clamoring. That's you would not believe that my office is just flooded with calls and emails <laughs> saying when are uh, Erickson and Morelli making their triumphant return? So it's uh, we've you covered. Mean, a, can we get them off the get them off the airwaves and get them you know have them stop <laughs> writing? Is that what you mean? That that may or may not have been the tenor of the the comments, but we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll allow that. But okay. It, so we've covered a lot right. of fall sports already here on the CIC cast, but no soccer talk. So it's uh, it's time to dive into the world of uh, of Connecticut high school soccer with these two gentlemen, and uh, we'll we'll start off kind of generally speaking here uh, uh, a month or so now, I guess, into the to the fall season, and just curious, what are sort of the big picture storylines or trends or, or things like that that you both have uh, have seen? Joe, we'll start with you. If I said I don't know, would that be a good answer? No, uh, serious. And all kidding aside. There's a lot of, as Scott and I talked about on Tuesday, there's the cream is rising to the top. The question is, there's no really leader in any of these conferences. The FSHAC is the best in girls' soccer, as it probably is in boys, but there's no clear cut. I mean, New Canaan ties Richfield, um, St. Staples is undefeated. We assume it's Richfield until they're beaten, but we don't know. SWC, there's a lot of contenders. There's Pomperog and Massick and Weston and Notre Dame of Fairfield, no clear cut. And, and in the SEC, you got Guilford, you have Mercy, you have Shelton, and, and maybe a couple others. So there's no clear cut teams yet. You know who they're going to be, you just don't know who it's going to be at the end. And that's what's the intriguing thing about this season, I think, so far in that regard, uh, as far as that particular storyline. Scott, is that uh, do you agree or anything else you're seeing so far anyway that kind of uh, seems like kind of the big picture story so far uh, in 2019? I mean, you know, on the boys' side, we're obviously watching if Hand can win four in a row. Uh, they have two ties and a loss in the last three. They're still very good. Uh, that's a big storyline for us. And Glastonbury, on the other side, has won so many double L championships the last few years. And really, I look at the top 
I think the FCX is the best conference top to bottom. I think you know the, the number one team and the number 15 team, there's not much between them. But in the CCC, the top of that conference is so strong. Glastonbury, East Hartford, Hall. Uh, and then you're adding teams you know, from L, like Weathersfield and Bristol Eastern, and a few others who are playing really well. The top of that conference is so, so strong. And until somebody can beat Glastonbury and knock them off, I can't say that any other conference is the best at boys soccer, even though I, the FCAC and the FCC are definitely deeper conferences this mm-hmm. year. All right, so uh, so sort of uh, some interesting uh, things going on so far. Give me, uh, and obviously you've talked about a handful of them, but uh, a couple uh, a couple teams sort of that, that you're particularly uh, interested in, or whether it's, um, you know, because you think they're real threats for state championships or just they intrigue you a little bit. Uh, Scott, we'll, we'll stick with you. What are a couple teams that you're sort of particularly interested in or, or interested in following uh, as the season progresses? I mean, one of the teams, you know, which we have down here is Danbury. Uh, they have 15 seniors. They haven't won an FCAC or state championship in, uh, since 1998. It's been a long time. Uh, they have some really good players, including, you know, Tyler Warren, who I think is one of the best defensive players in the state. Um, so I, I've been following them to see if they can actually win a championship this year. They've come so close the last few years. Um, and then some teams like, like Xavier out of the, uh, the SEC, has played really well to start the season. Ward has played awesome out of the FCAC. Uh, Naugatuck in the NBL is 7-1-1. and I remember seeing Naugatuck in last year's state tournament and thinking this is a really good team, and they were pretty young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that you know they can not only win the NBL, but then make a run in their state tournament. And then, uh, you know, Cheshire. Uh, Cheshire tied hand. They're only lost to Xavier. I think there's a few teams that maybe we weren't talking about to start the season uh, that are really intriguing and could really make some noise in these state tournaments. Joe, what about you? What are a couple, uh, a handful of teams that, uh, for whatever reason, you're just kind of interested in or, or you're kind of keeping your eye on as the season goes along? Well, in the opposite of what uh, I said earlier, in the leagues without league tournaments, so you won't really know, you'll have to determine by the regular season champion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everybody's chasing Glastonbury in the CCC. I'm ultimately curious if um, they can win the CCC again, and I'm sure they're going to be a contender. And another storyline we talked about in the podcast on Tuesday, um, Joel, was Granby beating Suffield. Now, Granby and Suffield are the top two teams in the NCCC, mm-hmm. North, Connecticut, North Central Connecticut Conference, every single year, for the most part. And But Suffield had won, or excuse me, was unbeaten in 117 straight regular season games. Okay. It didn't necessarily translate into the postseason, sure. but they hadn't lost since 2011. And the team that beat them then is the same team that beat them now, Granby. And that was last Wednesday, beat them 2-0. Um, and obviously it's pretty exciting for Granby. But obviously Granby's got some pedigree, uh, having won a Class M, Class M State Championship a couple of years ago, beating uh, Berlin down at uh, Waterbury. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, as far as to me, that's an interesting storyline and team I'm interested to see. How will Suffield respond? How will Granby do the rest of the way? Uh, those are the things that um, I'm interested in. And obviously, can they maybe Watertown, Water are they going to be able to defend their town in the NBL? Coming off a tie with Holy Cross last week, um, the only loss they have is to Weston out of the SWC, who we mentioned earlier. So, those other leagues, too, I'm interested in, as much as I am, the SEC, the FCAC, 
and the uh, SWC. Right. All right. So uh, the, that's a, a handful of things to keep an eye on. What about uh, just kind of curious, uh, and, and it may have involved some of these teams, it may not have, but uh, what was the best game you've seen so far this year? Just curious, uh, Joe, uh, you're out at a handful of games uh, every week. What, what's the best game you've seen uh, so far this year? Let's see. I've covered three girls' games. They're all 3 nothing. Uh, I went to go see a couple of girls' games. The girls' game I saw was most surprising was a 4 nothing game with Brantford beating Shelton. Now, Shelton is a team that doesn't give up a lot of goals. I seen by their game against Mercy last week when they shut them out 3 nothing at home. I happened to come up the street, went up the street just to see it because I live in Brantford, and I was completely stunned. Because Brantford hasn't been one of those teams that contender in the SEC for quite a while since they were a finalist in the SEC and Class L in 2013. And um, that was a surprising result. Sure. And Sheldon has, has responded since then and done pretty well. Um, but that that was a surprise. But actually, the best game I saw and covered was a boys' game, Guilford Hand the other day. It was 0-0 tie. In fact, uh, it's been quite some time since both those teams tied twice in the same year. In fact, I don't even know because CIAC records only go back to 2006-07, and, mm-hmm. and they've not tied and played each other twice every single year. So I don't even know the last time they tied twice, if it's ever even happened. Yeah. Um, but the point being, there's not much that separates those two teams. Yeah. And as Sky alluded to, can't hand win a fourth straight title. They've been struggling as of late. They're struggling to score goals, even though they're creating opportunities. And Guilford's pretty good, and they're both in class L. Uh, I, I will hazard a guess and make a prediction here. Is that Tuesday will not be the last time they play each other. They will see each other again at some point in the postseason. All right. Well, we look I forward like that. to that. I like that prediction. Yeah. Yeah, Scott. What about yeah. you? Best game you've uh, if, best if game you've twice. seen? If not twice. Yeah. So. Uh, best game you've seen, Scott? Uh, the best game I saw. Yeah, Greenwich Staples a couple of weeks ago was fantastic. Uh, back and forth, those two teams are rivals. Both goalies just played out of their minds. Uh, Staples scored like six minutes left to win the game. Um, the first game I saw of the year, the second game I saw of the year, uh, I went to Glastonbury Farmington, and Glastonbury won the game, Glastonbury controlled the game, but it was a real eye-opener because Farmington's a very good team, and I said, Glastonbury seems locked in already, yeah. like, you know, in the, the second week of the season here. And last year, it took them some time to kind of get going, and they really got clicking when the state tournament happened, but this year, they seem locked in early, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but... They have some really talented kids up there, and it's just going to be so hard for anyone to beat them. And I know that Paul gave them a good game this year, and they're going to get some other good games you know, in the CCC and then certainly in the state tournament. But, man, they are just top to bottom so, so strong. And so I'm glad to see them. I'm going to head up and see some more CCC this week uh, and see what, how Lewis Mills is faring in the, in the CCC in their first season, making that leap from the Berkshire League to the to the to the mothership of the CCC. <laughs> oh, the mothership, I like that. That's nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so how about a couple uh, a couple players uh, from from each of you? Got, you know, obviously, there's a, a slew of talented kids all over the state of Connecticut. Uh, the, the level of soccer, uh, from what I uh, hear and see, is, is pretty, pretty strong. But uh, give me a handful of players to watch or, or folks that you're really intrigued by uh, or really have enjoyed watching play this season. Scott, we'll stick with you. There's so many. Like, you know, Joe can tell you when I was making the top 25 boys list, I had like a list of 50 kids. <laughs> like, how am I going to turn yeah, them down? Yeah. I mean, there's just so many good kids. And then I do the top players every week, and there's kids being sent in. Alfonso Vasquez at Wyndham is having a fantastic year. Uh, I don't know how a kid like that does it because he's on a team 
you know, no offense to the kids on the team, but without a lot of other weapons, the other teams are obviously marking him. He still scored 20-something goals already. Jeez. Uh, Michael Zizadoro at Wilton, I've really been impressed with. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Warren at Danbury, I think one of the top defenders. Uh, at Glastonbury, they have a defender in Pat Sullivan and then a striker in Alex Hughes, both of whom are all-state caliber. They have some other all-state caliber kids on that team, but those two are really good. And then Emmanuel Afori, uh from East Hartford, uh, he's just been electric with the ball up there. East Hartford kind of picked up where they left off last year, and they're playing great soccer. Whatever they're doing up there is working. And then uh, Joe's seen this kid a few times, but Scott Testori from hand. You know, mm-hmm. just is clearly one of the best players in the SEC. Yeah. Joe, how about you? Can I say Scott Testori again? You can. Does that count? <laughs> Even on the girls' writer? <laughs> well, and just to elaborate what Scott said, I mean, in the game I saw a couple, I again, we see him covered him twice, and haven't seen him last year. He was our area MVP at the register last year. He can score a lot of goals, and he he created opportunities. He just couldn't score a goal. He stole them a couple of times in the game against Guilford. He had two PKs within a minute of each other against Fairfield Prep. I don't I remember ever seeing two PKs in the game. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm sure there there has been. It's it's rare, and to see him in within a minute of each other is even more rare. I say rarer, but that's not a word. So uh, yeah, I would say him. I, obviously, I had, uh, I had two PKs in that Greenwich, Greenwich Staples game too. Well, how how far apart? Uh, one was in the first time half, was. One was in the second. Half. Yeah, one was in the first half. One was in the second half. Yeah, and both um, stopped, both not quite a goalie. By the way. <laughs> really. Well, Staples has a pair of players. I mean, they they have a big week coming up with Richfield next week in a rematch of the. Uh, State final the last two years in Class Double L with Mia Gonzalez and and um, trying to remember her other name off the top of my head. Reese Suter, two kids going to Ivy League schools. I mean, that's a pretty first of all. Anybody who has a Division One team, you, you you're doing well mm-hmm. to have two kids like that. And I'm sure there's others. That's a, a pretty proud program. As is Richfield, Maddie Frieda St. Joe's, who's been committed to Villanova since probably eighth grade, if not our freshman year. <laughs> Um, Olivia Dubik in 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 um, in the SEC is a player who scores a lot of goals. Had a number of goals last night against Lyman Hall. Um, but um, and, uh, and Kayla Howard, a kid we've written about for hand. I mean, the team is not has not been as good as the last three years when they went to the Class L State semifinals. But can she put them on their back and make another run? Um, and maybe pull some upsets. I know it's weird saying hand pulling upsets in the SEC because they're one of the dominant teams over the course of time, but they're not one of the favorites this year. So those are some of the players I'm beginning to watch. And obviously, Chloe Landers up in Glastonbury who's going to UConn next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a kid from up north that I'm sure people have their eye on as well. Yeah. What about uh, and and I think you you hit on a few of these and in, in maybe in some of the intriguing teams, but uh, what are you know maybe some surprising or, or under the radar teams uh, so far that maybe you don't think either for whatever reason they haven't been clicking yet, but you're kind of interested in in seeing how they go going forward, or maybe teams that are off to either starts that uh, are are maybe a little better or a little worse than you, than you expected. Scott, how about that? Yeah, I mean I'll start with Wilbur Cross. I mean Wilbur Cross only has two losses. They beat Brantford. Uh, I certainly was not expecting that. You know, they've had a couple of good seasons here and there, you know, throughout the last few years. But uh, they're definitely a surprise team to me. Uh, Weston's really surprising to me. They won the SWC last year, but they all 11 starters left. Wow. Uh, and they have 11 new kids starting, and there they are again back at the top of the SWC. I know they told me that, I, you know, I wrote the 
the conference previews, and I didn't list them as one of the five favorites. So they have that posted up in their, <laughs> in their locker room now as motivation, which I love. Um, Bristol Eastern, surprising to me, out of the CCC. They beat Plainville and Maloney already. They're 6-0-2. Uh, I certainly didn't see that coming from them. And then Ledger and uh, the ECC, because they have two sophomore players, Nick Washington and Damon Pollard, who are both really good. But you never know how sophomores are going to do. And they are, like, carrying that team right now. And Ledger's playing really well out of the ECC. Um, mm-hmm. I'll also say down here, Wilton has really surprised me. They, they put in a whole new system. They're playing possession-based soccer now, and they have a, a strong striker, and Michael Zizadoro, and I've been really impressed with Wilton and, and surprised by, by how well they've come out of the gate. Joe, what about you? Any uh, surprise or, or sort of teams uh, that maybe uh, are a little under the radar right now either way? Only one I could think of because most of the other teams that are at the top of, or in contention are teams that we expected mm-hmm. or were predicted to be there, however you want to put it. Sure. Cheshire, uh, the SEC, and I see that because they lost their best player to ACL injury, Caroline Campion, who was on our top 25 player, preseason players to watch. And they only have one loss to Guilford. Mm-hmm. And who do they play on Friday? Weather permitting, Guilford at, on the road. And they only lost one nothing the last time. If they can get a, some kind of points out of that, I mean, that would be a great result. Even if they lost one nothing, it's still a good result because they've had a season better season than I thought they would. I mean, they are granted they are a larger side school, so they do have resources to be able to do well. Um, and they also have a former player in Kylie McIntosh who's coaching them, a first-year coach. So uh, that's a little bit of a surprise. Uh, I think if they beat Guilford, they won't be a surprise anymore. Sure. Yeah. How about uh, this is one I, uh, I give these guys uh, some questions in advance so they can do a little uh, preparation here, which uh, some of them did and some of them didn't. But here's, a, uh, here's, a, here's one I didn't give you. So uh, this I, I think of a little different than maybe the best player uh, in the state. But I'm just kind of curious, you're the player that you would most want to see. So if you had one game uh, for the rest of the year, I, I said you can only see one game. Who's the one player that you really want to see that you're seeking out uh, maybe for fans in Connecticut if they think they're only going to get to one high school game this season? And who's kind of the most must-watch must player for you? Uh, Joe, we'll start with you. Oh, God. Uh, can we put the uh, Jeopardy song on? Sure. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll set my timer uh, here and uh, get you in position. I'm not, no gonna answer, I'm not, I'm not going to – I'm going to give you two. All and right. These two kids, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to see them. I don't get out as much to see across the state as much as I like. Chloe Landers at Glastonbury. And Casey Lawrence at Massac. And maybe that's part of the reason why I'm saying them, because I like to get out and see them. And those are two kids. One's going to UConn, one's going to Michigan. I mean, there's so many Division One kids. Sure. But, I mean, to have those kind of kids who have the prospects in your state, it's, it's, those are the ones I would like to see. And, um, and as far as, and I think people like to get out and go watch those two kids, because you get a chance, hey, let me go watch this kid play. Yeah. All right, we'll let you, we'll let you choice, report back after you've the seen one. them and see if they uh, they lived up to Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I haven't had a chance to see them live, but I've heard good things. Their numbers are t- t- tremendous, mm-hmm. and obviously their teams are doing well. Yeah. So uh, those would be the kids. All right. But as far as somebody I'd I, – I would say, um, yeah, those All would right. be the two. All right, Scott, how about you? Who's the one player uh, you're seeking out as kind of must-watch uh, in the state of Connecticut this year? Well, one kid that I haven't seen that I want to see is, is Alfonso Vasquez from Wyndham. I just want to see him in person, see what it's like to watch him play. Mm-hmm. But I would say if, if two kids that I've seen who I think people should go see is Pat Sullivan at Glastonbury and Tyler Warren at Danbury. And the reason I say that is because 
you can read game stories and you see the kids who score the goals, but in order to appreciate what Sullivan and Warren do as defensive players, I think you have to watch them. Yeah. So I think going and watching a Glastonbury game and watching Sullivan on defense and going to a Danbury game and watching Warren on defense, you can really see what those kids are capable of and how good they really are because it, it doesn't make box scores. You know, it doesn't make headlines all the time, but they're really the key for their teams, those two players. So I would say go watch them and go watch two great defensive players. All right, we like that. I'll mix in a little, uh, mix in a little defense here. All right, I'll let you uh, let you guys wrap up with this question. Obviously, we're still, uh, you know, the in this office, we start keeping our eyes on the the CIAC tournaments and the and the postseason, but uh, still a lot of regular season left. So, if you both give me a, give me a handful of games that you're really looking forward to seeing, regular season games on the schedule that uh, going forward that you're really uh, want to make sure uh, you're, you're either covering or at least uh, keeping an eye on. Scott, we'll uh, we'll stick with you. What are some games on the boys on the uh, the girls' side that you're uh, you're really interested in, or whichever the boys' side, excuse me. The boys' side, yeah. Uh, uh, Cheshire Xavier, I'd like to see that one. Uh, they close the season with each other uh, in the in the SEC. Uh, you know, Xavier already beat Cheshire one nothing, uh, so they have that one on them. You know, there's so many games in the FCAC that I that I want to check out. Um, but you know, I, I told you I'm going to go see Lewis Mills play Hall this week in the CCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really interested in that one. Uh, just to see how Lewis Mills is, is functioning. And then, you know, down the Shoreline Conference, uh, you know, I'd like to see um, you know, Cromwell beat uh, Morgan, which was kind of a surprise, you know, at least from our end. So I want to see how Morgan can close the season against teams like Valley Regional and East Lyme. So, mm-hmm. like I said, there's so many good games. Like, when you go through the schedule, I, I make the, you know, I go through the games to watch every week, and there's so many good ones in all the different conferences. So if you have a chance to go see soccer, especially this weekend with – all of the football buys that we have down here, go watch some good soccer, you know, like, go check it out. All right. Go and, check it out. And a plug as well for his Games to Watch uh, column, which I assume comes out early in the week, so you're going to want to uh, check that out. Joe, what about you? Games you've circled on the, the regular season schedule that you're uh, particularly interested in the rest of the way? Well, there's, uh, there are several I'm going to have to go into, and we'll have most of these covered at, on GameTimeCT.com, where you can find our podcast, and you can also find it, I believe, on iTunes. Every Tuesday we tape, so please be on the lookout for that, as well as look out for this one when Joel puts it out. Thank you. Um, here, here's what I would say. I already indicated Guilford and Cheshire on Friday. I won't call it the game of the year in the SEC, but I'll call it a very important game. Because, of, see, can Cheshire rise to the top? Can Guilford, who has given up just the one goal, keep that going? Mm-hmm. Mercy and Shelton play face each other one more time, a rematch of the SEC final later in the year. And then you have... Massick, I was aforementioned with Casey Lawrence, ends the year of Weston and Notre Dame of Fairfield. That's going to determine the SWC regular season title right there. And then you have the best conference in the state, the FCAC. You got Richfield and Staples next Wednesday. Rematch, as I said before, the Division One, excuse me, Class Double State Final. Each of the last two years won by Richfield. Mm-hmm. Next Friday, Richfield and St. Joe's, I believe, at Richfield up at Tiger Hollow. The following Monday, the 21st, St. Joseph Staples. I mean, it's almost like it's orchestrated to have all the great games <laughs> at the end of the year, and which is what you want. But it's, it seems like they're all playing each other. And, and obviously, you can't forget about Duquesne. They've already played. They're playing St. Joe's Friday. They've already tied Richfield. So you've got some great games coming up, and we hope to have coverage of all of them on Game Time CT. Very good. We look forward to all of it. So many good, uh, as they've said, so many talented uh, players uh, around the state of Connecticut. Really uh, uh, a good uh, good soccer culture, good soccer climate around the state. We hope everyone checks it out and uh, 
good games and teams to keep an eye on. Gentlemen, uh, doing a wonderful job, as Joe said. Game Time CT, check out all their great writing. Check out the Just for Kicks podcast. As I said, a crossover edition. We like bringing them both in here rather than doing separate interviews. Makes it a little easier to uh, to talk soccer that way. I'll note that I've never been invited on their podcast as a guest, but you know that's uh, I guess the way it goes. But we still uh, oh, well, you don't cover soccer. You don't cover soccer. That is true. I don't really cover soccer. I I cover uh, everything. My umbrella is uh, is massive here at the CIAC office. But uh, but uh, they do a wonderful job. Lots of good guests, coaches, and and other folks from around the state of Connecticut. So check out the Just for Kicks podcast and uh, keep up the great work, gentlemen. We all, as always, we thank you for uh, for joining us and, and talking a little soccer. We appreciate thank it, you, Joel. Thank you very much. As I mentioned, a, uh, a little more abridged version of the CIC cast this week. Had a couple guests lined up that the uh, scheduling didn't quite work out, uh, but wanted to make sure we got the podcast out in a timely way, particularly with uh, Scott and Joe highlighting some games that you're going to want to check out on the soccer fields in the uh, the coming days. So we hope you'll uh, take a listen to that, and we'll certainly try and get uh, more good conversations going forward for uh, for our friends here and uh, all of our listeners. So again, uh, CIAC cast, you can find us on iTunes. Please rate and leave us a review. Subscribe on Google Play or on Stitcher. You can subscribe on iTunes. We'd love to have those subscriptions so we know you're not going to miss an episode. Uh, really going to try and stick to my every other week schedule here. I've been, as I said, rolling along with three straight since we started this fall. But uh, if, if we fall off schedule, you'll be sure to get the episode if you're subscribed. So hope you'll do that. Hope you, of course, follow us on all of our social media platforms. As I said, on Instagram, it's at CIAC Sports. Twitter, it's at CIAC Sports. Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. And then on YouTube, uh, lots of good content on YouTube. Uh, our, our friend John Holt, who uh, has been a CIAC cast guest in the past, has uh, joined our staff last fall and has done an unbelievable job producing some great video content for us. Check us out on YouTube. CAS-CIAC is our channel. Uh, you could subscribe there as well. We'd love if you would do that. I think we're under 100 subscribers on that uh, YouTube channel. So we got to bulk those numbers up, make sure folks are not missing out on that great video content that, uh, that, that we're creating here in the CIAC offices. So as always, we thank you so much for joining us and uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the CIAC cast. Hope you'll be back with us again when we return for another edition of the CIAC cast. Have a great holiday weekend, folks.